0: everybody welcome to this week's episode of the horror crypt podcast episode number 128 and today i'm going to be doing a movie that i just do not get i do not understand and i am just this is probably going to be the quickest podcast i've ever done i mean i watched this movie i had high hopes for this i did see it when it first came out onto netflix and then it disappeared and i thought okay well i missed my chance of seeing it i'd heard a lot of stories about it And then it suddenly come back onto Shudder. Remember, I'm not affiliated with Shudder in any way, shape or form. But it's come back onto Shudder, part one and part two. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go down that rabbit hole and I'm going to watch it. I am actually going to do part two next week as well. So you've got a double episode of this coming up. What movie am I talking about? I am talking about the 2016 American slasher film, Terrifier. Now, I'm sorry, (laughs) I don't get it. I really, really, really don't get it. I don't understand the appeal to this movie. I don't understand the whole fascination of this movie. I know they really seem to be going down the rabbit hole of they're wanting to be a Jason or a Freddy. Not, not so much Freddy. Let's go with Jason or Michael. They're really trying to capture that little lightning in a bottle. But I'm sorry, Art the Clown, which is this this character's name, um, is just... Look, there, there is no storyline to this movie. I mean, I sat there and tried to work it out. Now, the plot centers on party go- partygoers, as they say, Tara and her sister Victoria, who become targets of an enigmatic serial killer only known as Art the Clown on Halloween night. That is it. That is the entirety of this. the, the premise. Of, now, I understand that Michael doesn't say anything. I understand that Jason doesn't say anything. And Art the Clown is exactly the same way. He says absolutely nothing. I know he is, you know, this terrifying thing, as they say, terrifying. That's the name of the movie. But this movie is just lackluster boring. I mean, I literally sat there and I was watching that movie. And I think I looked at my phone maybe three or four times, hoping that this movie was eventually going to, you know, finish. It was just really disappointing. So, so much so, that I actually went on to Rotten Tomato, and I really wanted to read the comments as, as far as this movie goes, and see the, the Rotten Tomato score. Now, I don't usually do this. I never do this at the beginning of of... Um, of my podcast, because I really don't want to start from the back and work to the front, you know, I really don't want to do that, but I really wanted to find out exactly, do people like this movie? Well, it seems like they kind of do, and they kind of don't. The tomato meter is 55% and 52% in audience um, scores, so I was like, uh, okay, well, you know. Um, now, the critics' consensus, this is an interesting one to begin with, all uh, all about the splashy kills, Terrifier artfully introduces the unpredictable massacre mime art yet fails to carve an entertaining story worth of its wrath now that is 100 percent across the board i thoroughly agree so i decided i'm going to go and read some more reviews um one guy wrote simply terrifier ends up being more fatiguing than scary yeah that is that is definitely um know yeah, that is one thing this is a very very good one once you figure out there's not going to be anything to it aside from a bloody calling card you kind of just sigh and wait for it to be over. Now I, you know, I I saw all the Jeepers Creepers movies, including Revenus. Now uh, that was a new one that came up, and I saw the death of that franchise because Revenus was really bad. I, I I should have not bought that one. I should have just waited for it to come on either you know YouTube for free or you know maybe if it came on um, Shutter or maybe Tubi. But I went and bought that one. I should have read a lot more. I mean, everyone was saying, don't buy the movie, you're going to waste your time, this and that. And I went and bought Jeepers Creepers because I wanted to finish out the franchise and I saw the death of a movie. This one, I'm telling you, there's just nothing, absolutely nothing to this movie. Um, Here's another one. Terrifier admittedly and eventually progresses to a repetitive third act that ensures the whole thing just peters out into a fairly palpable degree. You know, it really is, it's really, really amazing. You know another one terrifier is more or less a slasher proof of concept it introduces its two best features art the clown and the practical gore effects i'll agree with that one and executes them very well yeah i will definitely say that art the clown is terrifying and the practical gore effects are quite amazing unfortunately the movie lacks a story or any characters to invest in I needed more, and that is exactly right. I believe, I thoroughly agree with that YouTuber's comments. It does need more. It needs something. I don't know what it needs, but it just needs something to build on. It doesn't, it just, I mean, look, it starts at zero, continues at zero, and ends at zero. It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, you know, as we get along in this podcast, and I'm telling you, this podcast is only probably going to be about 25 minutes long, because there's nothing to talk about in this movie. It really isn't. Look, before I get started on this podcast, I have got Facebook and Instagram at Horror Crypt Podcast. If you want to get in in touch with me, please reach out to me, horrorcrypt2022 at gmail.com. And if there's a movie that you'd like me to do, please recommend one and I will do it for you. Before we start this podcast, we have to listen to this trailer. So sit back and relax because here is the kind of trailer to Terrifier. What if I guide this to What kind? The cloud? <laughs> I think someone slashed my tires? Well, he knows this is your car. He saw us getting into it earlier. Hey, handsome! Cut it out. My friend wants your number. Kill you. You. What is it, Tara? Dawn and I are sort of stranded. She has a flat tire and no spare, and I was kind of hoping you could pick us up. Did you think he was going to hack me up into little pieces or something? Now, my way of thinking about it, I cannot believe I've got to watch part two. That's terrifying. (laughs) Because maybe, I I don't know, maybe part two will be better than part one. I don't know. But all I know is this one, I mean, part two has to definitely... Elevate from part one because this is just really quite bad now. It was released on October 2016 and March 15 2018 in the United States I don't know how that even works out that one It runs for 86 minutes. The budget was $35,000, which, yeah, I believe that one. The box office was $76,376, and it says in Russia. So I don't even know how they work out how much it actually um, was was supposedly took. I I don't know. I'm not sure how much it took for the actual box office. But uh, the, the movie, as I said, it really... It starts at zero, continues at zero, and ends at zero. There's nothing to this movie. We really start off, and the thing is, I've got so many questions about this movie, okay? So we start off with a man is watching a small TV, a really a really old sort of style TV, where Monica Brown, a talk show host, interviews a severely disfigured woman who's the sole survivor of a massacre that took place the previous Halloween. Now, she is... Messed up, like she is massively disfigured, and to begin with, you see Monica Brown, and then as they switch over to seeing this disfigured woman, it's sort of like you know that the transmission cuts in and out, so you don't really get to see her immediately, but after a couple of seconds, you do finally get to see how badly disfigured that she is, and of course, Brown mentions that the body of the killer, known as only as Art the Clown, disappeared from the morgue, suggesting he is still alive now it's interesting that this movie is filmed. Back to front. So what you're seeing to begin with is the end of the movie. <clears throat> well, really, yeah, really the end of the movie. And we're moving right from there to the... big. Be- oh, it's really hard to explain... The, begin, the end of the movie is technically the beginning of the movie where this girl is going to get, or this woman is going to get interviewed by Monica Brown. So we're, but we are seeing the end of the movie to begin with, and then we're moving forward. It's very confusing, it really is. Maybe I'm just confused about this whole movie, I'm really not sure. So Brown mentions, as I said, that the body has disappeared, and she's like, no, no, no. I believe it is. He's definitely dead. And she's like, no, but we, it, they didn't find the body. And she's like, no, I guarantee you, he is 100% dead. And so it's like, okay, uh, he's, that's fine. However, you know, she does insist that he is he died. She saw him die. It's all good. So the man revealed to be Art the Clown f- furiously kicks the TV. Now we didn't even see who it was. Okay, we just saw this this person kick a TV, and then suddenly you can see that they're putting all this stuff into a garbage bag it's all like bladed objects and hammers and you know stuff that you'd actually i don't know it's it's all the equipment that you'd use obviously to kill people so after the interview monica talks to her partner on the phone and makes some very disparaging remarks about the interviewee because of her appearance and it, it it's really just quite um disturbing the way she continues on she's like oh my god that was disgusting did you see how close she almost got to me if I ever look like that please put me out of my misery and she hears you know some noises behind her now we keep seeing cuts of fright like from where she is we see behind her with like a clothes wreck is moving backwards and forwards and she keeps you know looking over her shoulder seeing nothing and then we see that she hang, hangs up the phone goes over to the the racks and you know as a normal jump scare or a very bad jump scare at this stage, she opens up the the amount of clothes that are there. no there's nothing there at all. So she's like, oh fair enough. So as she goes to walk away, the disfigured woman who has been eavesdropping attacks Monica and gouges out her eyes, um, laughing maniacally. So okay, so okay, so she was a person that was uh, was attacked by Art the clown she survived she's been horribly disfigured but now she's just added murder to what's been going on with her including the fact that she's so horribly disfigured that she's done the same to this woman Monica Brown so that's my first question why did she go like that now is she medic is she like you know mentally ill now does she need to be locked up in a padded cell i don't know because the movie doesn't tell us This is the beginning of the movie where I'm just scratching my head. So on Halloween nights, two friends, Tara and Dawn, leave a Halloween party and encounter Art the Clown. He follows them into a pizzeria and makes some advances at Tara, unnerving her. Well, he doesn't really start to begin, he doesn't start to do this immediately. We see that the girls are quite intoxicated and we're seeing that Tara is arguing with her friend, about who's going to drive home. And Dawn is absolutely convinced that she's going to drive home. And Tara's like, no, you are way too drunk to be driving home. So there's a conversation backwards and forwards about who's going to drive. Finally, we manage to see that Tara gets the keys out of her hand. But as we're seeing up the road a little bit, we're seeing that Art the Clown is walking down... down to where they are and he sort of like stops and looks towards tara and dawn and this is where you know tara is like okay do you see that he's and he's very unnerving and of course dawn is very you know very flirty and promiscuous and stuff like that because we know that because she's got a couple of guys telephone numbers from the party and of course you know tara's like you know we understand dawn what they're actually going to be calling you for (laughs) and this is where you know tara says do you see what's you know who that that person is over there and they both look and and you know art's just standing there looking at them like very very i mean he's almost like in a trance and this is where dawn says hey you know my friend wants your phone number sort of situation and you know tara's trying to say look sh- shut the fuck up get in the goddamn car you know l- let's just go of course when they turn around art the clown is gone so it's almost like a a michael scenario you know you first you see him then you don't and he's gone so now we see that they decide, well, you know, we need to sober up a little bit. So we'll go to a pizzeria and have have something to eat. And then we'll go back to the car. Hopefully, we're able to drive home. So this is where we see that Art the Clown comes into the to the restaurant. And uh, so this is where we see that Tara and Dawn are, like, looking... You know, like, Tara's looking over at Art as if to say, I don't want to look towards you. But he's really, he's, like, staring her down big time. And, of course, Dawn decides, well, I'm going to go and take a selfie with him. So goes over... To him and says hey can i take a selfie with you Hey, hey hey and of course he's not saying anything he's just looking directly at tara and this is where dawn goes well i get i'm going to take that as a yes and sits on his lap and takes a a selfie with him and then you know walks off and sits down with uh with, with tara so really dawn and tara are now just trying to have something to eat while they're trying to sober up but of course this is where we see that suddenly he gets up and goes into the back of the restaurant and we don't really know where he's going he might be going to the bathroom well he really is because all of a sudden we see that he is roughly escorted from the premises by the restaurant owner for smearing feces all over the bathroom walls and it is friggin vile it really is so the girls leave the pizzeria to discover that one of dawn's car tires have been slashed and tara calls her sister vicky to come and pick him up and of course you know <laughs> it's this is a very interesting uh, thing because there's vicky and she's supposed to be studying for some finals that are coming up, and her roommate comes in now. Seriously, Vicky is sitting in. I would guess it's almost like a bed set. It's almost like um, a studio apartment. So you've got the bed next to her, and she's sitting in a chair. So her roommate comes in and throws this guy down onto the bed, like inches away from Vicky, and starts to make out. And this is where you know Tara had said, "Is there any way that you pr- could probably come and you know could possibly come and pick us up because we've got a flat tire, we don't have a spare, and so she's she almost looks and goes." You know what? I need a break. I think I better get up and go to to help you guys out because obviously her roommate's going to be fucking somebody, um, some guy on the bed any any moment. So hey, I well get out of the um the apartment. So meanwhile, Art returns to the pizzeria while he and where he attacks and mutilates one of the um workers, one of the the um, workers that are there, and it's really disgusting because you see that he walks over to the guy who ended up by throwing him out and attacks him quite viciously and you see him cut his head off now this sort of like you know cuts in between that happening to in the pizzeria toilets where the other worker is cleaning up all the honestly all the shit that is everywhere, including the fact that he had written his name in shit on the wall, and it's dripping off the wall. It is just disgusting. You know, I mean, we love horror movies. Don't get me wrong. Us in the community, we love horror movies. That's that's our thing. We love horror. But, you know, in all honesty, come on, give me a break. I really and, of course, the guy who's cleaning it up is like, you know, I, I work in the pizzeria. I cook the pizzas. I don't need to be on janitorial detail. And it's like, well, yeah, that I actually agree with, you know. But of course um when the guy comes out from finishing in the bathroom he happens to and of course we see that there's something sitting on the counter and this guy doesn't see it but of course as he finishes cleaning and turns around to look at the counter we see that the guy who'd thrown art out had been decapitated and he has got um candles in both of his eyes and his mouth so it's almost like it's it's basically a very crude jack-o'-lantern and this is where he ends up by art comes up behind him and ends up by killing this this other worker. Killing is an understatement. He slams a ice pick into the guy's head and wriggles it backwards and forwards. There's blood everywhere. And then, as the guy goes down, he starts to he cuts the the guy's throat. And then he stabs him and stabs him and stabs him like over and over and over again, like multiple multiple times. But once again, it's like is he doing this because he is enraged? by being thrown out, we don't know. I mean, obviously, if you're thrown out of somewhere and you're very, very upset about it, you might come back and try and do something. But seriously, this is going way out of control, you know. So while waiting, Tara asks the pest control worker, Mike, if she can enter the derelict apartment building he's working on just to use the bathroom because, you know, he's she's sitting there And she's sitting there with Dawn and, and of course, she's like, you know, I need to go to the bathroom. And Dawn's like, well, it's either you go outside and take a piss or just sit there and hold it. But you're going to be holding it for a while because your sister is just not, you know, it's going to be a while until she gets there. So this is where we see this guy come out from this derelict apartment. So Dawn says, or you can go over there and ask that guy whether you can go in and use the toilet. Well, she does. And she goes out to the guy and says, listen, you know, do you mind? And he's like, listen, I'm I'm just here to do the pest control work on the building. I really, I shouldn't be letting anybody in. But of course, you know, Tara Sweet's to, you know, Sweet talks him and luckily she's able to get into the bathroom. And it is a bathroom where you would possibly just walk outside and... And piss in the middle of the street or in the bushes. You would not sit anywhere near this toilet, and you certainly wouldn't stand up to pee in this toilet. It is vile. It really is. So inside, because you know Tara has done her business and she's wandering around, and cause the guy says, "Listen, I've got to keep working. Do you remember the way out?" And she's like, "Yeah, kind of yeah, I know the way out." And he goes, "Okay, you go after you finish, go out, and that, that'll be that." Well, inside, unfortunately, Tara runs into the cat lady. Um, a squatter who believes that the doll she's carrying is her infant child. And it's really very, very unnerving because she also says, oh, you must be the new tenant. And, and, of course, Tara knows there's something up with her. And she's like, "Um, oh, yeah, I am. And she goes, oh, well, you know, this is my daughter. And she shows her this this little... little um doll that she's carrying. She goes, Well, maybe you and I can come down and do our laundry together when it needs to be done. I'd love to have someone to stand and talk to while we're doing our laundry. And of course Tara's like, um, sure, absolutely. Look, I've got to go and speak to the landlord because, you know, it's the first of the month coming up and the rent's due and I don't want to be late. And she's like, Oh, that's very good you don't want to be tardy with that and of course this is where the cat lady is just standing there watching tara wander off to find the so-called landlord of course tara is actually trying to find her way out of this building of course when we see um dawn dawn's sitting there in the car and she's got the, the radio going and we hear over the radio that there has been a murder in obviously the pizzeria that both of them were sitting at and of course, this is where Dawn you know, flicks through her um, her phone and sees a photograph of uh, the clown. And this is the same description that the radio station gave to say that the the police are hunting this guy. Of course, we see that the, the uh, car doors open, and of course, uh, well, the car was opening. We assume that Tara is getting into the car, but unfortunately, when Dawn looks over at the, the passenger seat, we see that uh, the clown is sitting there in the in the seat. He, he has got blood all over him, and he abducts her. Now, this is where this movie goes from grotesque to just vicious grotesqueness. It is, it's is—it's probably one of the most disturbing kills I've seen, and I've seen all the Saw movies. So this is actually getting very, very hardcore into... This is really just torture porn for the sake of torture porn. Because remember, there's no storyline to this at all. We don't know why he is targeting these women. he don't, I don't know why he is running around killing these people. We've got no idea other than the fact that he is a psychopath. That is the only thing that I can think of. But this is where we see that um, we see that Tara then encounters Art inside the the apartment building, where he gives chase and attacks her with a scalpel. He had, and I think at one stage, because he he stabs her into the ankle with this scalpel, and she kicks him out of the way and runs off. And I think it's at this stage that the actress forgot that she had she had a an injury because she starts running as if she's got no problems whatsoever. Now he had really dug this scalpel into her into her um, ankle. But we see that, you know, I mean, he's he's done a fair amount of damage, but she still, like, runs along and then she stops and it's almost like the actress goes, oh, shit, yeah, I've got an ankle injury. Oh, 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 my God, that hurt, that hurts. I mean, what he's done, she should be absolutely dripping blood all over the place. But, unfortunately, that doesn't happen in this, in this scenario, unfortunately. So he eventually subdues her, rendering her unconscious with a sedative. And the way that he does that, is the taras running around trying to find a place to escape to to try and be safe and you know is, is this stage that art the clown is you know you know walking around very slowly once again a michael or a jason sort of scenario at one stage you see him get on a little um, bicycle and ride that around you know, as as if he he's in a circus. So we're seeing that there is some, and there is a lot of miming that's going on. There's no words that that art is speaking. So it's all done through mime. Now I know it's very in, interpretive, and he's able to interpret what he is doing. And you know, like at one stage, you know, he he hurts. Um, I think it was the. I think it was I think it was Tara that he hurt, and she runs off, and he starts laughing. Um, you know, like like he's enjoying himself. There's no, yeah, there's no noise coming out. He's just laughing for the sake of laughing, but you can't hear anything. So it's all mimed, as if to say, I am actually expressing happiness and joy. So we're actually seeing him giggling, but there's nothing to indicate that he's actually laughing. So this is where he, you know, he's standing off in a corner, and Tara happens to run run past and stops. To try and see if he's around the corner, and of course he's standing right behind her, and he puts a needle into her into her neck, and uh, puts some tranquilizers into her, rendering her completely unconscious. And obviously it's a sedative or something to actually render her unconscious. So this stage that we then transition over to Tara where, uh, wakes up, and she's bound to a chair, and Arts is standing in front of her. And he he does motion a couple of times with a hammer that he's gonna hit her in the head and she flinches just you know to try and get away from it and he like giggles you know, as if to say, Ah, oh, gotcha and then he goes to do it again, she does she flinches again, and he giggles, and he he goes to do it a third time and you know she flinches again, and he giggles, and this this stage that he gets up And it's almost like he's lost interest in this little game that he's playing. But in front of where Tara's sitting, there's a big white sheet. So we don't know what's in front of that. Well, we are about to find out because Art walks over and removes the sheet. We see that um, suspended upside down is Dawn. And that was the girl that had been abducted. And she's stripped naked other than her panties. And then obviously Art then rips her panties off. Now, we only see her bare-breasted, we don't see, you know, her, you know, uh, any other parts of her body, but she's strung upside down. Now, this is very reminiscent of um, Hostel Part 2. If any of you have seen Hostel Part 2, there is a scene where this girl is suspended upside down with her hands bound behind her back and there is a woman laying underneath her and the girl suspended above her is completely naked and she is um, cut apart with this huge knife and as the blood is falling, it falls all over this woman that's laying beneath her. So when I saw this scene, I'm like, Oh, okay, this is this is hostile. This is where he got this idea from. He's decided he's going to incorporate a bit of hostile into this movie. Well, this is probably the most hardcore thing I've seen in a horror movie in quite some time because while she is hanging upside down, art forces Tara to watch as he saws Dawn in half with a hacksaw and i'm saying that he is starting from the crotch all the way up through her midsection up to her head now as he's doing it he's giggling and laughing and having a great time but obviously there's no laughter it's coming out of it. you can't hear him but we can see that there's just blood everywhere now the fact that he's is slicing from her vagina all the way down her stomach to her neck um obviously that you know you think to yourself okay Let's get some perspective of this. He's got this hacksaw. Now I don't he's got as be razor sharp because there are so many things he has to get through. He's got to get through the pubic bone. He's got to get through obviously the stomach and the lower intestines that's fine. He's got to get through the breastplate. He's got to get through the the rib cage. He's got to get through the neck. The neck's okay, but then if he's going to go through the head because what he essentially wants to do is he wants to cut split her completely in half. Well, he only gets to basically her jaw. And that's it. Now, I know the movie continues on, and you do see some of her head split open. But in all honesty, you'll be there for a while, right? trying to get from her jawbone through her nose and through the brain and out to the other side to make her a complete, you know, basically an open, <laughs> an open sandwich, as we say. Um, but, you know, you have to suspend your belief on this one. But this is a very, very grotesque and vicious um, killing. So that is one thing that I was taken aback by. And going, yeah, okay, I think we're going a bit too far with this one. Of course, Tara manages manages to escape and batters Art with a 2x4, which is really quite cool. Now, my my theory is, you've knocked him out, you've beaten him, and he's down. Run the fuck away. But no, what do we do? We stand there saying, come on, get up, get up, come on. And he's willing her to, sorry, she's willing him to get up and keep attacking so she can beat the fuck out of him. Well, what does he do? he produces a handgun and shoots her in the ankle. And then, of course, he then fires again and shoots her into the thigh. And then he fires a third time. Of course, the gun is now it's empty. So we see that Art basically has that expression like, oh my god, seriously? I didn't put more bullets in that? So then you see him just wander away. He goes to his you know big plastic bag and obviously we find another clip he puts another clip in walks back and he shoots her multiple times obviously he shoots her to death of course we see in the background the cat lady witnesses this and seeks out mike who's the the guy who's doing the pest control in the building begging him to call the police of course he dismisses her as insane as and as you know a weird sort of person and as you know a homeless person and he just thought sort of, he just doesn't want to do anything with this person. He just, get the fuck away from me, I'm doing my business, I'm doing my work, leave me alone. But of course, we do see that, unfortunately, Art stalks Mike and knocks him unconscious with a hammer. And I thought to myself, oh, okay, all right, because, you know, if you read the premise of this movie, he stalks three women. Well, okay, we've got one he's stalked and he's killed, one he's sawn in half, so this could be the third person, which is the cat lady. But we understand that it's not three, it's actually four women And we see that there's this guy, and he's been hit in the head. So my thought was, okay, so this guy's dead. Well, cool. (laughs) There goes the possibility of someone saving these girls. Not the girls need saving, mind you. They don't. I love love final girls. I love girls kicking killers' asses. But this is where this guy, yeah, he gets taken out, or so we think. The Cat Lady then discovers Art cradling her doll, because she runs away, trying to get away from Art. And she has got a stroller, and in the stroller she keeps her little doll, who she thinks is an actual child. And we see that when she goes back to try and see if her little doll is safe or her daughter's safe, it's gone. And this is where the cat lady runs around the building complex trying to find where she is. We see this long tunnel, and we see that Art is sitting on the ground, obviously covered in blood, holding this little doll. And it's, it's this stage that the, um, the the lady you know tries to plead for Art to return her so-called child. And she tries to show motherly compassion to Art by cradling him. You know, really trying to be very motherly to him, saying, you know, come on, please give me the child. And look, it's okay. And she really gets really... I mean, she gets to the point where she's literally sitting next to Art, cradling him, really showing compassion. And you think to yourself, okay, well, maybe this could be a possibility that he'll might let her go. We don't know yet. So Vicky arrives to take Tara and Dawn home. But unfortunately, She's lured into the basement by Art. Of course, then she's running, walking around, trying to find where um, Tara and Dawn are. And she, you know, she calls out saying, "If this is a practical joke, I'm not amused, and you're gonna, I'm gonna kick your asses." She discovers Art, who has severely mutilated the cat lady, and is now wearing her scalp and breasts. And it is like, yeah, it's very, very disturbing. He chases her and corners her in a locker but turns his attention to Mike's co-worker arriving at the building because Mike had called him saying, listen, you know, I need some help with this building. I can't do this all by myself. So this guy's arriving now to help out Mike. Of course, this is where he ambushes the the worker and decapitates him. So And so much so that he decapitates him, puts his head down on the ground and then kicks it like a soccer ball and, and laughs about it. So I was like, oh, fuck. I mean, this guy is really fucked up. I mean, you know, this guy is not a Jason. He is not a Michael. He's not... I mean, he's scary. He's just... This is just weird. This is a weird fucking movie, I swear to God. So Art continues to chase Vicky. She manages to escape, uh, escapes him, but stops to grieve upon finding her sister's corpse. And it is really, really upsetting because... He has tied her to a chair. I mean, remember, he shot her. He's tied her to a chair, and he's also gouged out her eyes and a lot of her facial features. So she is just completely fucked up, as far as I'm concerned. And she is still tied to this chair, and he's actually put Christmas lights all over her. So like a very, very macabre display, which is very unsettling. Art Art catches up to her and attacks her with a makeshift cat of nine tails. And he does, it's a chain if you think that it's a chain that's on the on the top part of the chain where you actually have you know you'd attach it to there is scalpels there is um you know little blades little razor blades and stuff like that and he is beating the fuck out of her back and you know hits her across the her legs hits across her face she is bleeding quite profusely and he's continuously doing this and he is getting so much glee and fun and excitement out of this whole thing but of course we don't see that mike happens to appear and overpowers art and this is where we think. Okay, awesome. This he, he's done it. This is he's, he's knocked Art unconscious. Of course, he manages to grab. Um, he manages to grab Vicky, and the two of them flee and call nine one one. And the, the, I think the nine one one operator is actually asking too many questions, like how badly is she injured? And I mean, obviously, where are you? Stay right there. You know, stay safe. You know, be somewhere safe. But she goes into a lot of detail. Right? I don't. I don't think nine one one operators really go into unfortunately art appears and overpowers mike stomping on his head repeatedly and killing him it's like oh god damn it he's in now <laughs> so vicky retreats into a garage but art rams the, and this is okay this is a really interesting part of the movie and i thought this is actually had worked because she retreats into a garage and she gets through one of the the the, the cracks in the door now you're out in you're you're free he is behind a locked door. You are now out in the other part of the of the garage. Now, he's trying to get a hold of you. He is, you know, swinging a knife backwards and forwards, trying to cut you. And then at one stage, he gets a um a, a little, you know, those squeaky bells. You actually have that that they have on um. Oh, like like clowns, they the squeaky little bell. Well, oh squeaky horn, a horn. Thank you. It's a squeaky horn. He's doing that to basically try and get a hold of it, and she is, you know, screaming, "Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Leave me alone! Leave me alone!" And at one day she looks down and she looks up, and he's gone, and it's like, oh awesome but where she's where she is um sitting she can see the outside where you know like she's outside but we can also see on the other side there is a car or like a a, a a pickup truck that's sitting there in in the the parking lot so she figures well i'm going to go in there get into that car and go well unfortunately we don't understand that because art happens to be in the car already now she can start to hear sirens coming towards where she's where she's um held up so she looks out to see if the air or if the police are coming but of course we see that the, the truck starts moving towards her turns on the light and it happens to be art in the car he rams through the door and runs over her with a pickup truck incapacitating her so she's lying she's lying there unconscious and art begins to eat her face yeah you heard right I mean, you can see that she is so badly injured, she's bleeding profusely, there's blood running out of her mouth, and this is where the police arrive, and, you know, they see he's doing something, and we, uh, we obviously, we realise that he is eating this woman's face. So this is, obviously, we know who this person is, as we go along towards the end of this podcast. So the police arrive, and they st- they say to him, let me see your hands. So he's like, oh, God. <sighs> All right. So he puts up his left hand, but he's got his right hand still down and they're like put up your right hand put up your hand put it and they keep asking him to put up his right hand but we can see he's going down towards his right ankle and my idea was okay he's got a weapon down there and obviously we realize as it comes to know that he's actually got an ankle holster and he's got a gun in the ankle holster this is where we see that the police are still trying to get him to show him there show them his right hand of course when art turns around and the police are standing there, I thought he was going to shoot the police officers. No, he shoots himself in his mouth with a pistol before he can be apprehended. Of course, the officers discover Vicky is still alive. So now we kind of understand that this is Vicky. Vicky's the one that had her face mutilated. This is the one that had attacked that reporter in the beginning of the movie, as we know, Monica Brown. So now we can see what's going to happen. So now we say that, uh, you know, Arts body taken to the morgue now. This morgue is not a morgue. This guy, this morgue, this morgue is someone's um, garage. I swear to God, it is the most un—what uh, would we say—the most unconvincing morgue I've ever seen in my life. If you're going to do a movie, if you're going to do a morgue scene, at least make it look like a morgue. But no, this looks like they've employed some guy on his day off, that just happens to be in a, wanting to be in a movie, and it's so unconvincing. So. No, it doesn't work for me, unfortunately. So we see that Art's body is taken to the morgue along with the bodies of his deceased victims. The medical examiner unzips um, the first um, body bag and sees just how badly that he um, killed this person. And then he just decides, well, hang on a minute. I want to see who this person is that did this. So he unzips Um, Art's body bag and he does say well I hope your 15 seconds of fame was worth it you scumbag of course this is where Art's body reanimates and strangles him to death the movie then flicks over to one year later where Vicky is released from the hospital after rehabilitation from the injuries inflicted by Art she is revealed to be severely disfigured woman that was the one that was interviewed from the film's opening scene and thus the events of the entire movie took place that previous year the movie goes black and that is the end of Terrifier. Okay, everyone. On a scale of zero to five buckets of blood, how do I get the last 86 minutes of my life back to five? It was a perfect movie and I'd watched it all over again. I'm giving it a one out of five. Now, I'm sure there are people that are listening to this podcast and have seen Terrifier and have gone, Oh my God, are you fucking kidding me? Why would you give it a one? I'll tell you why I'd give it a one. One was for the very interesting uh, scene where that woman was split into ha- in half. Other than that, there is no storyline. There is no character development. You're not really interested in the severely um, disfigured woman. You're not interested in Tara. You're not interested in Dawn. You're not interested really in Art himself because you don't know what turned him to be this maniacal killer. And also, what what is he? Is he um a spirit is he supernatural is he immortal is he unstoppable he, he he can't be a michael or a jason i mean he can but he can't because i'm sorry those two characters are iconic in the horror genre so if you sit there and say to me well this guy is iconic well i don't believe you because i don't understand what he is at least we know what jason was at least we know what michael was we know what freddie was but i don't, got no idea What the fuck art the clown is although all i can say is i looked at my phone four times and when is it ever going to be over because they need a storyline they need character development i need to be interested in either the cat lady i need to be interested in vicky or tara or or um dawn i need to be interested in someone i want to i want to be rooting for somebody to survive this ordeal now we didn't even know that this was Vicky that survived the ordeal through Art the Clown but you know when he shoots himself and then suddenly reanimates what is Art I don't know I don't know I don't know so you know as I said on a scale of 0 to 5 I'm giving it a 1 out of 5 if you guys want to go and see this movie it is currently on Shutter. Uh, I wouldn't recommend you buying it I'd recommend you watching it on, on Shutter. but outside of that uh yeah i've got to see number two i'm not excited about looking i'm not looking forward to seeing number two but i have to see it because next week is going to be the final of terrifier and i have to do obviously terrifier part two now before we finish this podcast we have to do paul's fun facts I actually cannot believe that I've taken this long to do this podcast. I'm I'm actually quite amazed that I'm at 39 minutes. I've talked about this movie. I was I was thinking at least it's going to be 15 to 20 minutes, and that was going to be the end of the podcast. Now, as usual, there are a number a number of um, trivia in this podcast. As sorry as, as far as this movie goes, I'm not going to go through all of them. There are so many. If you want to, if you're interested, um, go to IMDb. There are so many that you can um, do so. Um, David Howard Thornton, who portrays Art the Clown, has previous mime experience which he utilized in his performance. I'll give it to him. He was good miming. and A lot of the things that he was portraying and what he was trying to express through the movie, I believed because he was good at, at that, but I just wanted something more. Now, during the movie, we see that Dawn was sitting in her car and an ambulance drives past as she listens to the radio broadcast about Art the Clown. Well, apparently, the car was unplanned. That was a real ambulance that drove by. <laughs> so, you know, you can't close stuff down. So it's like, hey, what, what the hell? Now, David Howard Thornton was the sixth person to audition for Art the Clown. During the audition, he began miming, tasting his beheaded victim's blood, but then added salt to improve its flavor. This is what run, won him the role. Uh, okay, uh, okay, we're going to go with that. So one of the interesting parts about this movie is the underground tunnels. Now, the underground tunnels used in the film were part of the abandoned Seaview Hospital, which was one of the largest tuberculosis sanitariums in the U.S. These tunnels were used to transport the dead out of sight of other patients where they were to be cremated, and I think that was very interesting. Now, director Damon Leon, he actively made Art the Clown as different from it, from It's Pennywise. Yeah, well, he's not Pennywise at all. As much as possible, e.g. Art doesn't have hair, he isn't colourful, and he doesn't speak. So I like I, I like Pennywise a lot more than I really like Art the Clown. Just a couple more to finish off. So David Howard Thornton described Art as an evil Mr. Bean. Uh-huh. Okay. He will, He was also inspired by other silent and physical actors such as Charlie Chaplin, Buster Keaton... Lon Chaney, Doug Jones, and Jim Carrey. Okay, well, I mean, there are certainly some aspects in all of them, but, you know, I I don't know. I don't really see it as an evil Mr. Bean. Now, during the tunnel scene with the cat lady while Art's holding her daughter, her doll Emily, which he thinks is her daughter, David Howard Thornton found her performance so emotionally impactful it caused him to cry. Um, I mean, it was very, very heartfelt about, you know, please don't hurt my baby, please give me my child, that sort of that, but I don't know what, whether it actually make me cry or not. And just one final one to finish off, and this is a bit of a funny one. So, David Howard Thornton, while on a break during filming, spotted two women arguing in the street. Okay. He decided to wave at them in full makeup and costume as Art the Clown to freak them out. <laughs> yeah well that would that would certainly freak me out too if this maniacal sort of like guy is sitting there looking at me waving in full costume and makeup that would but you know hey that was that was just a a fun little one to finish off the podcast but look you know watch it don't watch it i don't know what you're going to do um as far as i'm concerned i've seen part one i have to see part two and then i will probably completely forget that uh, the art the clown and terrifier even exist because it's just yeah i don't I really didn't find any of this movie particularly terrifying. I didn't find—I mean, I found it very graphically. You know, a lot of graphic violence towards women, and certainly blood, guts, and gore, which I love and ad- you know, I love and adore that sort of stuff. But in all honesty, there is just there's no storyline. No, you're not going to care about any of the any of the characters, or really, you're not going to really care about anything. It's just basically 86 minutes of torture porn. That's really all it is. And so, as I said, I'll watch part two, but after that. I wouldn't even worry about Terrifier again. So look, I watch these movies, so you don't have to, but I'm not putting you off to say don't ever watch it. Please, if you find a lot of the stuff that I've actually told you interesting and you're you're genuinely interested in seeing Terrifier, as I said, it's currently available on Shutter. Anyway, thank you very much once again for coming to visit me at the Horror Crypt Podcast. Remember, I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Horror Crypt Podcast, and if you'd love me to do a movie of your choosing... Just simply get in contact with me, horrorcrypt2022 at gmail.com. Until next week, I will say, like I say every single week, I will creep you later. what that fly i hope they are watching they'll see they'll see and they'll know and they'll say why she wouldn't even harm a fly